Hey, how's it going? This is Wes. I'm the lead pastor of the Hub Vineyard Church. I'm so glad that you have decided to listen to this message today. I hope it encourages you. I hope that you feel feel empowered by it, and I hope that it blesses your life. Um, if you have any questions or if you want to learn more about the church, I encourage you to go to thehubvineyard.com or you can email me, wes.thehubvineyard at gmail.com. Hope you have a great week. It's working. Sometimes you just have to click it. Sometimes you just have to click it a couple of times. It's a good song. Oh, I don't know if I want to move right into a joke or not. <laughs> Oblige us. I know. I know. I just feel like I felt like the weight of that song. It's like, ooh, I'm gonna like steer this. Funny, I'm gonna have to steer right back into. It's okay. I'm gonna do the joke. Um, A grandma brings a bus driver. This is near to my heart, okay, as a bus driver. A grandma brings a bus driver a bag of peanuts every day. First, the bus driver enjoyed the peanuts. No one ever brings me peanuts, by the way. First, the bus driver enjoyed the peanuts. But after a week of eating them, he asked, please, don't bring me peanuts anymore. Go ahead and have them yourself. She said, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't really like the peanuts, but I really enjoy the chocolate on them, so I'll just keep sucking the chocolate off. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If someone gives me soggy peanuts, I am. <laughs> oh gosh, that's too much. That's too much work. Like, if you have to really work at it to make them dry, so that you can give away your sucked-on peanuts to the bus driver. <laughs> Recycle. Recycle. She wouldn't waste them. Oh man, I would throw up. I would throw up. Just in a heartbeat, I would throw up. Can't, can't do it. I know. I'm saying if that was to happen to me. Oh, going green. Yeah, saving. I don't know who you're saving by doing that, but. So we are in our way series. Um, we're about halfway. Does that sound right? Halfway through the way? I think this is week six or seven. I don't know for sure. Um, we're about, I mean, we only have, I think, five or six weeks to Easter. So, yeah, so we're halfway. This is good. Um, so we've been talking about, like, walking through, looking at the stories of Jesus and stuff like that and understanding that Jesus' stories weren't just stories for us to read, right? They're not just these little, nice little, like, like bedtime stories. Jesus walking with his disciples. They were actually a way for us to learn and see how Jesus showed us how we can walk in life, not just read about him, right? And so um, we've been in the middle of that. Today we're going to talk about uh, uh, some discipleship and stuff like that and how Jesus kind of like um, showed us how to do that evangelism discipleship thing. But first, I want to, uh, I wanted to do this. So you guys remember we talked about um, our word for the hub uh, in January and stuff like that. We do a mind one word series. The hub's word was activate. 
right? We felt like we wanted, God wanted us to like push in to activate this year, activating our own faith, acti- activating in prayer. So we've been doing some prayer nights like once a month. Um, next one's coming up in not this Wednesday, the following Wednesday, just to kind of keep that in the back of your minds. Um, but praying, and so praying over our city, praying over our church, praying over people around us, we've been like, how can we activate just our own lives and actually invite people into this thing, invite people into what we're experiencing with Jesus and stuff like that. And so we said also that our goal was to actually like to activate and to impact like 50 people's lives like this year. We wanted to hit 50. Um, which doesn't sound like a huge number, but you know, I don't think last year we had, we didn't have 50. Um, and so we felt like God said, Hey, let's do get 50 people work on praying for and, and impacting 50 people's lives in a certain way. Um, the impact can be like people continuously kind of coming back to church and stuff like that and getting reengaged healings, um, getting to pray for people that have like been disconnected and are actually getting to pray for now and stuff like that. So anything that we see like God, like impacting their life on, we want to count as a 50. So in here, we have 12 impacts, right? I know these are just ping pongs, ping pong balls, okay? But they're impacts, right? This actually like represents in two months, we've impacted 12 lives, right? That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. I'm super excited about that. That makes that 50 number seem real, real small. And so this thing can hold, I think, like 100 or 120. Okay, so that's the, we'll fill it. We'll overflow it. We'll just be, we'll have ping pong balls all over the stage. I don't care. Um, but we want, we want that visible representation of like, this is what God's doing. Like he's active. He's actually still moving. Like he is, he is doing something special and we want to keep partnering with it. Okay. So I encourage you guys keep praying. I think um, since we've started these prayer nights and stuff like that, I mean, I think after our first one, we saw an instant like uptick in what God was doing. Um, and it's just something that I, Adam totally felt like we should push into and stuff like that. And as a prophetic voice, like for, for our church and stuff like that, I think it was spot on. Like, I mean, I'm, so thank you, Adam, for like, for just trusting Jesus in that. Um, but yeah, so 12, come on. Look at that. You can kind of see them. When I first got that, I was like, man, we should have got a way smaller one. But now I'm glad we didn't. Because now we have an excuse to, uh, to fill in. Sandy, you had to, you shared a story this morning. Can I share it? Sure. Can I share that story? So, uh, if you guys don't know, Sandy's over here. Um, she has had trouble walking for for a couple of years and stuff like that. Always usually wear uses a cane. Doesn't wear a cane. She uses a cane and stuff like that. Strapped <laughs> over. Um, she uses a cane, especially to get down the stairs and stuff like that. And it's 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 hard walking. You've been in a lot of pain and stuff like that. Um, I saw you at uh, Martin's a couple of days ago, and I was able to share a book with you. And you said you started reading it, and you actually you felt like you had like an encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. and then you woke up this morning with zero pain. Yeah. Yeah. Zero pain. And you walked in here. You you know how fast you walked from that door to your seat. No. We're also there. You do not like. I mean, with your cane and stuff like that, you have to take your time. Like you oh, yeah. you were basically sprinting over to your seat, <laughs> and you made it down those stairs just fine. You know what I mean? Like I mean, that's like Jesus. Come on, like you know. That's that's the cool thing about Jesus. He actually doesn't need us to pray for anyone. He just does what he wants. Um, but like we have access to that. Like we have, we want to keep pushing into those healings and stuff like that, and seeing God like do some stuff, whether it be physical or emotional, whatever, like spiritual. We just want God to heal. That's what we all want, right? We all have stuff in our life we need to be healed up. And so that's what we're praying for. Um, so I encourage you guys, like to those those uh, prayer nights and stuff like that, prioritize those. I'm not saying that just because you come, you're gonna like get an instant healing. That's not how that thing works. There's no formula to this thing. But we're just asking your dad to continue doing amazing things. Okay. In his time. Yeah. He loves us. 
And so that's awesome. So I'm glad you came today, Sandy, and shared that story. You were so happy. I'm super happy. Okay, so uh, Matthew 10, 7 through 8. Let's go ahead and read it. It'll be on the screen. We've already gone through this verse once, but there's something um, I also, I also want to pick out of this versus just um, what Jesus is telling us to do. But he's talking to his disciples. He says, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. So you guys remember a couple weeks ago we talked about we talked about healing and um, how God actually gives us. Jesus actually gave us access to those things. He didn't just do them himself. He actually told us to go out and do the same things. Right? He was essentially saying what we've been talking about this whole time. Hey, don't just watch me do things and go talk about it. Actually do the things I'm doing because I'm doing them for a reason. I'm not doing them to show off. I'm doing to show you what you can do. Okay? Um, but what I really want to focus in on is, is, the, is the first and last part. It says, as you go... And freely you have received, freely give. Jesus is he's sending his disciples out, right? He's, he's sending them out into the world and saying, hey, go do the things I've, I've shown you. Go do the things that I've been telling you about. What's really, I think, amazing about Jesus is that he was, um, he was such an encourager, you know? Like he, so we talked about that song this morning, uh, you know, oh my gosh, you found me in the dust, right? Like, Jesus was such an encourager that these men that he found, the disciples and stuff like that, were not like, it's not like they were, like, living, living their best life, like, you know, doing all the cool things for the kingdom. They were just living life. They were fishermen. Their Matthew was a tax collector, right? He was really not doing well. Um, you know, completely hated and stuff like that. And so, but Jesus just comes along and says, hey, do you want to, like, follow me and kind of get out of this place? I'm like, yeah, I do. He's an encourager. He, he brought... He brought like a, a different dynamic when he came up to people who were kind of maybe stuck in a, a place that they didn't want to be or just stuck and not even, you guys understand, we can be stuck and not even know it. Like, you know, you, you just don't know. You have no idea where you're at until something amazing comes by. And you're like, oh, I don't even have like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like you, you kind of wake up, you know. Um, I had that like when I when I had first started to come to church and stuff, I, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I thought my life was good and stuff. Like, okay, like I was starting to be, more, uh, my heart was being more softened towards Jesus and stuff like that. But I thought, oh, I'm, I, this is fine. Like, my life is fine. I can keep doing what I'm doing and just go to church and it'll be, I'll kind of meet in the middle and stuff like that. It'll be good. But it's not until I actually encountered Jesus that I was like, oh, no, this isn't fine. Like, I'm not good. Like, I, like, I, there's joy and I have happy times and stuff like that. But I don't have, I don't have that love that he's actually, like, displaying and stuff. There's, <clears throat> Just something about him. There's something about his presence when it comes near you and stuff like that. Your life just doesn't look as glamorous as what you might think, um, which I think is amazing. That's part of the that's part of the draw of Jesus. He is nothing but pure love. When you come in contact with that, how would how could you not want that more than what you have over here? You know, and some of that that's our act of worship, right? We actually say, okay, God, look, I don't want, and we see the disciples doing this. Lord, I don't want this life. I don't want to be a fisherman anymore. I'll go follow you. I don't want to be a tax collector anymore. I'll go follow you. I don't want to do these things I've been doing. I'll just follow you, and I'll listen to you, right? But Jesus encourages them, and that, that encouraged word, um, I think it's really, it's really interesting, because especially going with that song this morning about dust, you know, when you're thinking of encouragement and stuff like that, when you're encouraging someone, you're, you're lifting them up out of a pit, okay? You're lifting them up out of the pit, and you're kind of dusting them off, 
like, hey, like you, you're dirty. Like, look at you. Like, you're down in this hole. Like, you want me to help you up? I can help you out of this thing. And so Jesus, like, goes down there, lifts him up, kind of dusts him off, says, hey, you want to follow me? Right? That's what, that's what an encourager does. You guys know you have those encouragers in your life, right? You can, like, think back to either teachers or friends or something like that. People that were always just, like, next to you, and you were down in the, down in the pit, right? You're covered in mud or covered in dust. Like, you're just dirty. You know what I mean? You just feel like you're stuck there by yourself. And there's that one or two people that come around you, and they're like, hey, like, you're okay. It's going to be okay. I'm here for you. You're, you're better than what's happening right now. I see the mess you're making. I see the dirt that you're kicking around and stuff like that. But you don't have to be that way. I'm going to help you out. Right? Some of you are that person. Right? Some of us are just natural. I'm a natural encourager. That's, I'm words of affirmation, like my love language. And so that's what I'm most focused on when I'm going out and meeting with people or, or interacting with someone and stuff like that. I, I want words of affirmation, so I'm very keen on giving words of affirmation. So I'm very much so encouraging people as I'm, as I'm going out. Right? Some of you aren't naturally gifted to that, and so that's something you need to kind of shift into because I think encouragement, regardless if that's your natural mindset or your natural love language or not, um, encouraging is part of, that's just part of how we move the kingdom forward. We actually have to encourage people. We actually have to say, hey, like, you're not, this, you're better than this. Let me help you up. Let me take you. Let's get you cleaned up. Let's keep going. Right? Another thing we see Jesus doing, he didn't just encourage, though, he empowered. We see that in the verse, right? Jesus said, hey, um, I've cleaned you up. I've gotten you together and stuff like that. I've taught you all that you know. Why don't you go out and do the things I've been doing? I've equipped you. I've encouraged you. And I empowered you. Now go do the things that I've been doing. Really interesting. Super simple, right? Like this whole Jesus thing is not like crazy complex. A lot of us, we make it crazy complex. Um, and we, in churches especially, oh my gosh, churches. Um, we just like, I love, I love the church but man do we mess with things um sometimes it's the more complex we can make it we or the more confusing it is we think the more godly it is and that's just not like there's actually only one like king of confusion right yep, yep. and so it's just it's just so interesting how we that religious mindset gives us like the more confusing it is the more holy it is no i'm sorry that's like just close to satan like this is not like it's not this is not meant to be confusing this gospel is not meant to be hard to understand. This is like, this is very simple. Even children could understand it. Now, there's depth to this. I'm not saying that, like, you're never going to be like, oh, what's that mean? Like, of course. Like, you know, there's, there's questioning and trying to figure things out. But it's not just for the sake of being complex, right? There's also a difference between us making it complex and him, like, hiding things in there for us to find, you know? Like, there's beauty in, like, in some of these scriptures when, it, like, Jesus wept. You can, like, write, like, ten pages of sermons on that or, like, study that. I mean, it's, like, you know, it's two words, but it has so much depth to it. There's things he's hidden inside that to actually show his humanity. It's not about, like, us, how we can build a whole theology around it, you know? Oh, man, I have no idea where to jump back on this trail. You are along for the ride. <laughs> I know it's when he it's I it's true. You just follow the spirit you can't go on. But the problem is when I lose sight of him, like mm, where'd you yeah. go? <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I think uh, also too, you know, thinking about encouragement and stuff like that. God was talking to me a little bit about how um, sometimes we we get the encouragement thing, and especially from from Jesus encouraging us, 
right? Like all of us, like no one's like following Jesus, just letting him like totally like, uh, well, you shouldn't at least. I mean, some of you might. Um, but he's not sitting there going, man, look what, how terrible you are. What a failure. You know what I mean? That's not like when we're thinking of how we're interacting with Jesus, we're not, not thinking of that dynamic. Of Jesus going, man, look, you're trash. Like, you can't even do anything. Like, look, you're just a sinner who can't do anything. Get your life together. Like, come on, get up out of that thing. How are you there again? That's just not how we, we interact with Jesus. We interact with Jesus very much so as, like, a, a friend, right? This, like, loving friend, this person who comes and, and picks us, scoops us up out of our mess and stuff like that and dusts us off and helps us, like, helps us through stuff. But I think the problem is we get stuck on that thing. We get stuck on the loving, hugging um, it's going to be okay, Jesus. Yeah. Right? Warm and fuzzy. A warm and fuzzy. And I'm all about the warm and fuzzy stuff. But the problem is Jesus didn't just come to give us warm and fuzzies. He did not, like, die so that we could just be feel good all the time. And I'm not saying he's not going to make us feel good. I'm not saying he's trying to make us feel bad. What I'm saying is I just don't want us to get stuck on the encouragement part. Right. We're like, yeah, I just want more encouragement. Lord, like, where are you at right now? I just need to be loved. Where are you right now, God? I just need to be hugged. Just hug me. Hug me through this. And he's not trying to hug you in this moment. He's actually trying to say, hey, I'm not healing the sick. I'm waiting for you to get out there with me. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not here hugging you right now. I'm not here giving you words of affirmation. I'm out there doing my work. I, and you're supposed to be following me. Where are you? This thing of like this encouragement thing, it's a, it's a very much so a, a two-part thing. It's not, just, it's not just encouragement. It's also empowerment. It's also discipleship. It's also following him and doing the stuff of the kingdom. Right? Amen. Um, I know, too, the uh, like evangelism and discipleship, those words, they give me anxiety. I'm not a huge fan of those two words. And I love Jesus. Okay, I promise. Like, just so you can make this question. Okay? Evangelism. As soon as I hear the word evangelism, I was like, well, no thanks. I don't want to evangelize. And who? And no one wants to be evangelized to. You know what I mean? Like anybody, anybody super excited? Man, I got evangelized to today. That sounds like, you know, you got you got pushed into a corner and someone tried to push their stuff on you. That's what that sounds like, right? Or discipleship and stuff like that. Discipleship sounds intense. Like almost. I'm like, well, I don't know if I should say that. It, it is, it's work. It sounds like a cult word, I feel like, sometimes. Like, it's just like, I'm a disciple of the Lord. Like, you're right, you are, but we don't have to make it. We don't have to make it weird. Christians, there's another thing we love to do. Let's just make stuff weird. Let's just, how can we, I feel like Christians just got together, like, okay, how can we make things sound so strange no one would want to be a part of this? Like, how can we, like, how can we just, and I think it's, it's on total accident. I think some things come out of, a, out of a good heart and stuff like that. But sometimes our language and stuff, it just creeps people out. Like, we use weird words. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think, I wish I had, like, I'm going down a place that I was not inten- intending to go. But I'm trying to think of, a, like, I mean, discipleship freaks me out. Evangelism proselytizing worse Phil. Where did he go? He's in the back. That was his big word. Proselytizing. Oh, my gosh. Who came up with this word? I'm going to go out and proselytize. Like, oh, please. Yeah, prostrate. It went down. Went down a very different road with Phil. We just have weird... We just have weird things we push into that are unnecessary. And so what I like about encouragement and empowerment is the fact that they're easy. Those are, those are culturally relevant words. Those are things that we all want in our life. We all want to be encouraged. We all want to be empowered, right? We see that especially um, in, in my generation, especially um, with like uh, young men and like looking up to older men and stuff like that to be trained up and actually like have fathers in our life. Okay, like there is a there's a huge want to be empowered for someone to say, hey, I'm going to train you how to do this thing. 
right? I'm going to actually show you how to walk in this. That way you know, know where you're supposed to go. Like that's a huge hole. That's a huge hole in my life just from my father and stuff like that and stuff I've struggled with. But I know that's a huge hole like in a generation where like it's a, and you guys know, so everybody's the millennial, right? It's all just like softies that, you know, everybody just wants to be loved on and, and, and coddled and stuff like that. And that's absolutely true. But it becomes from, a, it comes from a lack of being empowered. It comes from a lack of, of fathers in our life or people who are ahead of us, even father-like figures, um, to say, hey, like, I'm going to show you how to do the same. I'm going to show you how to love someone. I'm going to show you how to have a relationship with someone. Right? You have to have both. Um, but also, too, this encouragement power thing, so, like, for the hub and stuff, this was something that when we uh, first started meeting and stuff, we were figuring out, okay, God, like, what's our, what's, what are things that we're going to hang our hat on? What's something that we're going to actually stand on? And so encouragement and power unite were the three three things that we got. Now there's some other values and stuff in there that we really hold on to, um, but that encourage and power unite it's very much it doesn't sound like kingdom stuff, right? That doesn't necessarily sound super Christianese, right? It's, we could have gone evangelize, disciple, I don't know, proselytize. proselytize. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> you know. Evangelize, I mean, there's, some, there's another good word in there too. But, you know, we, we chose those words and stuff like that. It's like, God, like this, this is a, these are, these are things that we need now. Not things that we, I'm not saying that those words were always bad. At, at one point in time, evangelize and disciple and stuff like that was 100%. It was normal. It was a normal word. It didn't freak people out and stuff like that. It didn't even freak us out. But, like, I feel like God said, no, this is, these are the words now that people are going to understand. They're going to be able to connect with. They're going to be able to say, okay, I can actually, I can, I can lock on to that. I can support that. I can support encouraging people. I can support empowering people. I can support being in unity with people, right? I do. I'm super thirsty for some reason. My mouth is like crazy dry. disappeared again I know or I did yeah something um, I felt like I was talking to about this also is that the empower thing I think sometimes we think that we don't have stuff to share that we don't actually have things that are worthy to to give like encouraging someone stuff like that can sometimes be pretty easy like you know if someone's if someone's below us we're like oh I can kind of I can dust you off a little bit I can give you I can make you feel good for a little bit I can write you a note or I can take you a meal I can do something to to kind of lift you up and encourage you but my gosh why would I ever invite you to like follow me or why would I ever equip you or give you tools to actually keep you from from going back into that place like I don't have authority to do that Right, and that's where I think some of that's where we miss it, where we miss the empowering thing. Because Jesus said, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't just come to say, hey, I love you. I came to say, hey, I love you, and I'm going to send you out. Right? You're actually going to do something with your life. Your life matters. has has value. has so much value that I died for you. We're we're literally worth God's life. Right? And it wasn't just so we could feel good, but so that we could actually be His ambassadors and and go out of the world and change it. Amen. Right. So, but I, I this thing with. Um, with God, like he gives us stuff. Because you all know, that we, we've heard of the fivefold ministry, right? We hear evangelists, prophets, teachers, um, pastors, and what's the other one? Evangelists, prophets, teachers, pastors, eh, what? Apostles, yeah. Oh, I should know that one. Um, apostles. And so we think like, oh man, like those are like the, the, 
the be alls, right? Those are like the guys that have made it. Like they're up there. They're doing all this stuff. Yeah, the big, the big five. Yeah, right. Those are like the those are like the untouchables and stuff like that. And so like you know, but what's really interesting is what uh, what the Bible actually says. What these people are actually to do. So it says it's in Ephesians four eleven through thirteen. It says so Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip His people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the, in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Did you catch it? So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip His people for works of service. The fivefold ministry. Is actually not made so that they can sit up on a, on a pedestal and be worshipped or be like listened to or you listen to their podcasts or you like just read every book that they've ever written, right? It's not the, the goal of that isn't to be a, in a high place so that you can be like seen as this big person. It's so that you can actually serve and so that you can actually give away what you've gotten. Amen. Right? So we, we see the more, the more that, um, that Jesus actually gives to people, the more he expects us to give away. He said the first will be last and the last will be first. Right? That's what he said, which is super confusing. Unless you're understanding that you actually have something to give. And he said the more, the more power, the more authority, the more, um, the more giftings I give you, the more I expect you to pour it out on people and actually create disciples. Create, which I just said the word, right? Create, like, you know, which is fine. Um, but create people that you're actually training up in those things. Okay? So I, I have a gift of encouraging people. I have a gift of wisdom. Right? That gifting for me is not for me just to use the rest of my life so that I can promote myself. That gifting for me is so that I can actually recreate that in other people who don't have it. Amen. That This is the kingdom. My job is to literally go out the rest of my life. This isn't my job. This is something I get to do. Okay? This is, this is something that, I, I, that I've just like stumbled into. My job, when it boils down to everything, is to find people who need to be lifted up out of a pit dust them off and say, hey, these are the giftings I have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you everything I have, and I'm going to send you on your way. Amen. Right? That's what Jesus did. Jesus found some disciples. He's found these 12 guys doing their regular life and says, hey, I have something better for you. I'm going to dust you off. I'm going to get you to know who you are. You're going to follow me and watch me, and then I'm going to equip you, and you're going to learn some stuff, and then I'm going to leave you. He told them that over and over. I'm going to leave. I'm not staying here. Because he wanted them to understand that he's not there forever to hold their hand, to make them feel the warm fuzzies and loved all the time. He's there to actually so they can get a job done. Mm-hmm. Now, he, gave, he said, I'm going to send the comforter, right? It's not like he leaves us and we don't ever get to feel good, good grief. Like, we can't. How could you love Jesus and never feel like that love connection? There's no, that's not how it works. What I'm saying is he's just not there to hold your hand the whole time and say, no, you're, you're powerful. You have authority. You have something to give away. Worship team, come up. You guys thought I was going to go another twenty minutes, didn't you? <laughs> I did that. I did that a couple weeks ago. I think there's there's something on this this encourage and empower thing. There's something on us following Jesus and understanding. We're trying to find people who just need to be lifted up, and we're trying to find people who, who need the things that we have. Because I've said it over and over. We, have, we hold the keys for each other's breakthrough. That's right. right? We hold the keys for each other's breakthrough. It's, it's important. That matters. How you interact with people around you, how you connect with the people in this room, how you connect with the people out in the world, it matters. And it matters because those relationships are important. 
Okay, I'm not saying every. Some people don't realize what they what they carry and stuff like that. And they don't know how to how to actually reciprocate and stuff. Okay, Jesus had a really beautiful parable where he said, "Don't cast your pearl before swine." Okay, don't give away your most valuable things to people who don't know how to value it. So you have to have some discernment in this thing. You can't just give away all your best stuff and expect there to be you know reciprocation. Um, but it's about us going and looking for people like, okay, who are the who are the soft? We talk about all the time squishy people, right? Who are the people who have soft, teachable hearts that I can just share the value I have with, right? And I can give them what I have, and I can bless them, and I can send them on their way, and hopefully they'll do the same for someone else. The kingdom is about, it's this chain reaction of stuff that happens. He wants to use us in that way. He wants to push the kingdom forward by utilizing us one person at a time. Jesus could totally turn this thing around all at once, right? He could choose today to, for it to be done. He doesn't. He doesn't. Mostly because there's still people out there that still need him. You know, I used to, uh, I said I wasn't going to go to 20 minutes. I'm probably going to. Um, I, uh, um, when I first, like, met Jesus, I was, I was surrounded. I was in, a, like, a southern, a southern school and stuff like that. So we were always talking about the end times. Like, oh, the end times are coming. Everybody's like, I can't wait. I can't wait for God to, like, to bring down fire and destroy everything and stuff like that. And so it was just really, it was really intense. These were people that grew up as Christians their whole life and stuff like that. So they were just repeating what they had kind of heard at church and stuff. But I, I never understood that. Like, coming from an atheistic background, I was like, why would you want that? Like, why are you praying for this? And after I became a Christian, I was so thankful. I was like, I, I told Jesus, I thank you so much for not destroying the world because you waited for me. Amen. You know what I mean? Like this whole like praying for the end to come and stuff like that, guys, we got to like, you be careful like going down that road. That is not a place like he, there's plenty of people that still need him. Like I'm not praying for anyone to like be left behind like when he comes back and like doesn't, doesn't get to take part of him. We need to like not be praying for the end of the world. We need to be praying that the kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. That means us getting out there and praying for healing, encouraging people, empowering them so they can go out and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I think sometimes the, the praying for him to come back is a cop out because we don't want to do the hard work. It's much easier for us just to die and go to heaven, right? That's just not. It's just Jesus never took the easy road. He didn't. He died for us. Amen. Excruciating death died. Not so that he, we could do, have a cop out. So Holy Spirit, would you just come? Would you come and help us do the hard work, God? The hard work of loving people, God. Of choosing them, Lord, even when, um, even when they don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know the pain they're causing. They don't know um, the road they're taking. Would you help just give us opportunity after opportunity, God, to, to lift people up out of the pit and just dust them off and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Would you give us a soft enough heart, God, to, to care and give us eyes to see and give us a soft heart for each other, which is in this room right now. Or that when we see each other down, when we see each other struggling, we say, hey, are you doing okay? We'd encourage them, Lord, and we empower each other. We'd give each other the best of us. Holy Spirit, just come bring life change in your name. Jesus. Amen. 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 
Once again, thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want to find out more, like I said before, you can get on thehubvineyard.com or you can find us on Facebook, The Hub Vineyard Church, and see what we're up to. I pray that um, that you come and visit us sometime or if you, if you need community that you'd come and be a part of what we're doing. But also, if, you know, if you're already part of a church or if you're just on some journey, I just pray blessings over you. I pray for your life. I pray that you find the love that I know you're looking for. And I pray that you find the Father who loves you so much. Have a good week, guys.